0: to the Yoel Omawale podcast. I'm excited today. I've got a a brand new guest for you on this episode. His name is Lystra Omar. And um, this brother's uh, come from an interesting background. We, I guess you could say that he comes from a neighboring island. I'm from the Caribbean originally. He's a singer, he's a musician, and he's also a community organizer. I thought I'd bring him on and we'd have a conversation about his journey of faith, um from from the religious background he came from and we're just gonna just explore some of his interests his passions and and yeah i'm just looking forward to this lystra thank you for coming on to the podcast how are you feeling thank you for having me it's great to be here fantastic so really because what i i hope that we can have a conversation you know um about some of your interests and where you're at now but i thought it'd be good to bring some context and if you could just tell us a little bit about kind of where you're coming from, so where you currently live and where you grew up and, and a little bit of just, you know, some of your early religious slash spiritual experiences.
1: All right, so I was born in beautiful St. Elizabeth, Jamaica. I moved to um, Anguilla when I was um, 14 years old. And that's um, where I you know, became saved, as we say and um, uh, and in 2010, I migrated to the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, where I currently live and where I we have served since 2010 um, as as um, the worship leader um, for the church and youth director. Okay. Yeah. And, and of course, um, you know, coming up in church, I've been singing in church, leading worship since yeah, I was like, I don't know, like what, nine years old. <laughs> mm mm-hmm yeah wow.
0: okay so first of all i didn't realize that you were originally born in jamaica in all our previous conversations that somehow hadn't come up so as we, i have to feel I like mean, i have a heal up you know we, we <laughs> look at the talawa you know as they say about jamaica but um yeah yes, yeah sir. okay so yeah man so you went via jamaica to anguilla and then mm-hmm. to the u.s virgin islands so yeah you and it's easy, easy, got...
1: easy to get that um like um lost sometimes uh because it's yeah. so, make it make you so mixed up because when i when yeah. i go to jamaica they tell me that you know you don't have a jamaican accent i thought i did but so they're like no you right. don't. <laughs> um right. but yeah um yeah. Uh, i mean, i'm quite mixed up between Anguilla and jamaica and i guess another virgin island's thrown in there
0: yeah but you know what it's funny um uh, because for me i when i grew up in jamaica i hadn't been to any other caribbean island um before i left jamaica so i knew all the other islands from just reading in textbooks and just being familiar with mm-hmm. some of the kind of cultural conversation around you know like Trinidad and Barbados just hearing about it or knowing people who had come from there so I had a very um you could almost say a very monolithic Caribbean experience it's to me it's interesting meeting someone uh virtually like you know we're chatting now and you have a bit of that Jamaican experience Anguilla, and then U.S Virgin Islands so uh, you know that that's just in itself interesting so you mentioned this Idea of getting um, being becoming saved, and know, it's a, it's a term that most people listening into the podcast will be familiar with that term, especially if you come from a from a Christian background. But I know that sometimes that experience can be quite different for different people. Um, some mm-hmm. people have very very um, dramatic stories of conversion, you know, uh, and then some people just kind of almost can't even tell when they got saved because they just grew up in it. So, like, how? How dramatic was your conversion story? I mean, what kind of experience? How, how you know, like, how special was it and how memorable was that?
1: You know, I remember um, being on the flight um, from Jamaica to, um, you know, St. Martin, to catch a flight to St. Martin, take a boat to Anguilla. Uh, I remember being on that plane and I was actually terrified. I was very, very afraid. and And mm. I was thinking thoughts of, if this plane crashes right now, I'm going to hell. <laughs> Christ. And I, I was, I was just, as, a, as a kid, I was overcome with fear. And mm-hmm. so when the opportunity came uh, and a pastor came to me after a revival service in Anguilla, mm-hmm. and, and he said to me, because my sister was you know, going to church. And so she's kind of who kind of got me into church in Anguilla. And, mm-hmm. you know, because prior to that, yes, I was going to church, but I wasn't, you know, quote unquote saved. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when, so when the opportunity came, and this pastor, you know, came to me and said, hey, have you ever given your life to Christ? I was like, no. And, you know, when he offered to pray the prayer with me, I, you know, accepted immediately because I was like already so terrified.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that to me stands out. It's amazing how you had some awareness of the, you know, the Christian gospel or the, um, even the, the awareness of, the possibility of what happens when you die and going to a a hell of some sort and it wasn't until you're now on this flight and you're staring your own mortality in its face Mm -hmm. as it were thinking this this could be potentially the end what have i done with my life and so it's um it's not uncommon i think many people will relate to that that the fear of hell can be Mm -hmm. um interestingly a, a significant motivator for people to either to propel them on this religious quest um and so that's interesting to to note okay so you now have this experience and as you have you know um been transparent in explaining that really it was there was a certain amount of fear that motivated it um Mm -hmm. just just talk through a little bit of i guess the the transition of, you know, of of your of your faith experience and getting involved in church. What what was that like?
1: Yeah, I mean, immediately I can cons- because because I sing. Um, immediately I got very very you know, roped into um, church ministry, um, mm-hmm. and before long I was, you know, leading the worship team and you know all that kind of stuff and and involved in, with um, young people you know i was Mm -hmm. one of those persons who had prayer meetings in school and you know just really like um on fire and excited about god because i've always been interested in god i was always you know and then and then so after that that um salvation experience you know i i really really embarked upon this you know and just finding out more about god i've always wanted god i've always wanted truth i've always wanted to you know Mm. i was always a very spiritual person
0: okay interesting Wow. I mean, I think that's fascinating, you Mm -hmm. being aware of your spiritual inclination or your desire to connect to something outside of yourself, even though you didn't consider yourself in the language of church you know the, the kind of vernacular we use to say you're saved I guess yeah. it's that when you have that yeah that's interesting and then yeah. just because I think this is also important when when was the the birth of this musicality you mentioned you said you could sing but I just wanted to know what was the musical influences when did you discover this what was that like
1: uh, it's more like on the playground um so okay. <laughs> uh, in, in in school um I was going to a school in um I think it was Portmore Jamaica I was about, uh, about 7 or so years old 6 or 7 years old mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know every time I go to the playground at break time I would mm-hmm. notice that all the kids would just start gathering around I didn't understand what was the reason when they were gathering and I was like what's the problem they're like we hear you singing like sing something,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so now it became a ritual that every break time, we go to the playground and all the kids would gather around to hear me sing. I didn't, wow. I, I could not understand for the life of me why they want to hear me sing because I'm like everybody sings, <laughs> you know. So I think, and kind then of from there and just coming up, I started to realize that okay, I guess you know I can hold a note, if I can do a thing, and mm. um so even before I got. Saved, <laughs> I was mm. singing in church and you know singing in Sunday school and uh, singing mm. for the church rallies and everything. So I was very very involved in that that kind of stuff. Mm. And, you know singing a school concert, you name it.
0: Okay, well, uh, I mean I, again, that's fascinating. The the children around you um, <laughs> recognizing and affirming that gift. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a something I've also noticed that children are quite. Um, discerning of
1: of, yeah, of their giftedness and the gifts
0: in others, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's powerful, I think, you know, sometimes, and they don't even realize that when they're just showing that interest in your mm-hmm. gift, they're fanning it into flame, as it were, because look at this, now you're where you are and the gifts that you, you cultivating those gifts were really kind of encouraged by that, you know, the inspiration of those other uh, children around you. So that, that's, I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, again, and, and to connect
1: they, yeah. to like that. And the gift of has surely made room in the sense, you know, that um, yes. I've gotten to travel to so many places because of singing. and Even being in the Virgin Islands, I came here because of singing, because I'm the pastor that I was under. You heard me sing um, when I was in Anguilla, and he invited me over and eventually offered me to come and work here full-time. So it really opened up doors um, for me. So, you know, God's gifts, you know, really make room Wow. For me. Yeah. And
0: I think it, it must be stated. So I... <laughs> I know that in America, where the the church um, is a lot more uh, financially established and has the wherewithal to you know, sometimes I'm not, I can't say this applies to every church, but, you know, significant amount of churches, of the bigger churches, certainly mega churches have the capacity to employ staff, worship leaders, that sort of thing. But from, you know, when I was growing up in Jamaica, most of the people I knew who were involved in worship ministry were volunteers. They had full-time jobs. My, you know, my mom was a worship leader at the local church. She was not paid in that capacity. Very, very few. I I don't even think that there were any churches i could think of that had um employed worship leaders that probably became more and more uh in vogue or or possible later on but it certainly so it's so to me that's just again a testament Ooh. to not just your the clear skill or quote-unquote anointing that you had that that made um, that pastor be willing to affirm and take you on as as staff but even that was just um real i think that's quite special to to be happening i don't know if that's very common in the virgin islands or in hula but i mean i think that that's that to me is quite it stands out as well i don't know i can't think of any other worship leader i know from in the the caribbean from you know from the times i was connected to the church there that that were like full-time employed
1: yeah and the weird thing is um from very early i wanted to do full-time ministry and so, right. And I remember, I remember telling my friends that um, I want to do ministry full time. Everybody is going to right. do all kinds of doctors, engineers, lawyers. And I'm like, I mm. want to be a full time minister. <laughs> and okay. people look at me weird, like, what are you talking about? That's not possible. Not, not here in the Caribbean. But my, my heart was set on it. And I didn't understand what it was then, but now I do because, um, you know, in terms of why it came through, came, it became true. You know, because when I got the offer and I started working full time, I look back one year and I said to myself, you know, I always said I, I wanted to do this and I had my heart and my mind so set on it. And mm-hmm. it really goes to show you that where, where, where um your energy goes, where, where your attention goes, energy flows. And so well, I yeah. didn't realize that, you know, I was that was an act of faith in itself, which, yeah. which has, you know, scientific connections, mm-hmm. me setting my, my mind to it and, and a metaphysical, you know, connection, me setting my mind to it. Things began to happen in the spirit
0: realm to lead me in that Excellent. direction. I think you're right I think that's great to hear that um okay so you're you're now in this you know great place this opportunity you're leading worship not just leading worship but you're also uh, the worship pastor so you've got leadership responsibility over the team um and you mentioned that you've obviously had a t- had chance to travel apart from in the Caribbean did you get chances to travel anywhere else
1: yes um um, traveled to the, main, to the US mainland and um, did some mm-hmm. singing in New York New Jersey Connecticut um, LA um, went down to uh, well I guess Ghana is a part of the Caribbean right um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Panama uh, you know to those places I also did a trip to, to Germany it wasn't a singing trip but I brought my guitar and ended up singing
0: <laughs> Yeah. of you play the guitar that, that's your, your is that the? You play any other instruments as well? So the guitar is my instrument, and I'm gonna come the tambourine. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. It's church background. We come from the tambourine. Listen. Like there's so many ways to play that thing. People need to put um, some respect we'll... on the tambourine. <laughs> I've seen some some tambourine pros, bro. I've seen some tambourine
1: oh, pros, <laughs> I'm like, wow, uh, yeah,
0: some, some of the, yeah, some of those American um churches, though, they have like there's a whole science to that thing. That I can't, mm. I I didn't really inherit the rhythm side of things. I can play <laughs> enough rhythm just to get my you know, uh, when I played a, a bit of guitar and and, and keyboard, but and I, I couldn't really do too much of the, t- the tambourine the and drum tambourine. side of things. I, I, I left that ministry for for others, but um, okay, so so it's been so you wow so you mean you really had a chance to you know travel the, the world one of my previous guests um had a, had a similar opportunity actually went to guyana as well and um and what i asked her and so i'm going to similarly ask you i wondered what um it was like for you from a spirituality and a faith point of view when you went to different places and spaces to to minister to have conversations and you were able to witness how spirituality and how faith can um be i guess can also kind of uh, can manifest differently in different spaces just because of the influence of different cultures languages and so on i just wondered what was that like for you did it start to stir your mind did you have any questions or concerns about what your assumptions were about what spirituality what, what what a move of god looks like all of this stuff when you're like in different places and see see how it manifests in different ways Oh yeah, in, in,
1: in mm. every country that you go to, things are done yeah. differently. And sometimes yeah. some things that we may accept in our culture are sometimes unacceptable in other cultures, like our cultures. Yeah. I remember I did, went to do some ministry in the Dominican Republic. I had, at the time mm. I had a Mohawk, you know, so mm. I, when I got there I'm, I'm traveling around, I'm doing um, ministry there. And I remember somebody saying to me that if, if, if I was a, a local, people wouldn't have, the pastors wouldn't allow me to minister in the churches. But just because wow. I'm from overseas, they accommodated me. And yes. I remember going to Panama and uh, a pastor out of the church that I ministered at came to me and said to me, um, so my son came to me and told me he wants a Mohawk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Did he? He's like, yeah, because he's very fascinated by you and he wants, he, apparently he wants one of those. And he was like, you know, you have to realize that you're influential, you got to care for what you do. As if okay. a mohawk was a bad thing or something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's but you know, that's, 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 yeah, but um, also just so many different ways how things are done and I've traveled to other places to do um, not just ministry, but there's vacation or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Just seeing the culture has really caused my eyes to open and mm-hmm. realize that sometimes, you know, um, we're told to stay away from those people over there. When I Mm -hmm. go over there I realize that people just like us. And they love just because they love God just like us. And they're Mm -hmm. just trying to find their way just like us. Yeah.
0: That's that's insightful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: so now we've set the scene and um you've done that well. Thank you for just explaining because I've learned some things about you that I didn't know before as well. Yeah, so, or... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on, how dare you go to churches a minister with a mohawk? I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, of of course we we you know we understand um you know and we respect places where they may have their own views about uh, varying hairstyles, but you know, even though we just so um what I wanted to ask you then was at what point would you say you started to have some either some serious questions around your faith um perhaps maybe some some struggles and then touch on what that was like personally dealing with those questions fears concerns and perhaps what you did about them and the reaction to people around you that sort of thing
1: oh i've always had questions (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I mm-hmm. have been a natural born questioner um, mm-hmm. you know my, my family can tell you coming up they try to shut me mm-hmm. up so much they're like you ask those damn questions um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was from a kid I was, I was asking questions how'd the moon get there how did this get there how, the, right. this make makes sense to me explain it to me and it would be mm-hmm. annoying so I remember um, coming up feeling like I was stupid because um, they didn't have the answers for me so they told me that mm-hmm. I'm stupid and I'm asking stupid questions and I could see where that even came from as I, you know, got involved in church. And I would ask questions, even you know, if there's a Bible study or a youth meeting, as one of the mm-hmm. young persons in there, I would ask questions. And I would be told the very same thing, that you're asking stupid questions. When mm-hmm. I asked, especially questions that questioned our doctrines or questioned our mm-hmm. version of spirituality, I was always yeah. shut down. Um, and you always told that don't question God. These, those are stupid questions there are some I remember mm. even hearing, hearing one pastor say there are some questions you just don't ask hmm. and mm. it man it was quite an experience I mean, some, I mean one of the questions I remember asking was we were told we can't wear short pants youth meetings. so I tried to again, to break it down to me as to what is wrong with it What is you know, give me scriptures give me and like I was like literally shut up and told me I can't wear short pants and I was actually put out of youth meeting because I had a short pants matter of fact, one time I went into the altar to to pray during you know, a prayer meeting, I just came mm-hmm. straight from gym. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I had two options. I could either go home because I live far from the church all the time. I could either go home and I wouldn't make mm-hmm. it back to prayer meeting in time. Because I was very passionate about church. Um and, or just go straight to prayer meeting from gym. So I was like, you know what? The wise decision for me would be to go straight. Get yeah, there, going to prayer meeting. The Spirit of God is moving. I go into the altar, I am praying and i just put a tap on my shoulder like hey you can't be in here like that you know you've got to go back you got to come come out the altar you can't you can't be in the altar like that and i was removed and those are the kind mm-hmm. of things sometimes I, I even questioned and i was always shut down you know mm-hmm. um yeah so the, the answers were not there so, and then so mm-hmm. what ended up happening to me is after having all these questions about god about you know the virgin birth you name it, whatever. I, mm-hmm. I I shut down my questioning voice for a very long time. And it wasn't wow. until 2015 when I had a situation, because I was w- w- work, working in the Virgin Islands, I was on a work visa, and I had to leave the US because of some work visa issues to you mm-hmm. know, to return. Ended up going to Jamaica, and ended up spend, uh, spending like four years there. It was four blessed years, oh my gosh, I was so glad for that mm-hmm. experience. But it took me out of my regular church environment, and I started to become friends and connect with people that I didn't and would I wouldn't have would have been allowed to connect with because they told Mm -hmm. you "You can't be friends with the world and that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I started having having all kinds of different types of friends, whether they were you know people who drink, people who smoke, people who were gay, people who were you know you name it. I just began to just have Mm -hmm. just conversations and how people and get to know people and realize that my goodness these are good people out here. Because yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. really, I was really sheltered in the church world. Eh? Very mm-hmm. sheltered in the church world. I didn't even know another world existed out here. And Goodness. so that space, uh, and I felt God in all of that. I felt like at first mm-hmm. I didn't like what was happening. I didn't want to be away from my job or from the church environment. I was really upset in the beginning. But then I began to see the hand of God orchestrating the whole thing. Because God yeah. wanted my eyes to open and to see that we are too separated from the rest of the world and that's when i you know began to grow and come into new understanding and began to become empowered and let my voice back out i was was silent for so long
0: wow i mean that is like a billboard for the value of of travel and just being kind of separated from the bubbles that we mm-hmm. uh, often c- cling so um, defiantly onto because it's so comfortable, the comfort zone of wherever we are and then we, we're we like, you know what I don't want to believe that there is an alternative like world out there and, and I've been programmed to think that it's such mm-hmm. a bad, bad, horrible, dark place um, and it's, it's funny because I was also thinking about what you said about a culture sometimes in in church where we it's weird, it's like this the idea that any anybody else, anybody what any, when anybody else is doing, um, even from a from a church denominational perspective, um, is is demonized or treated as sub you know, suboptimal or substandard. Um, and, you, and and we elevate what's happening in within our church space as the standard of you know holiness for instance um and so we we are it's it's amazing it's subtle but you you automatically will look at another kind of cultural vantage point or or practice even as it relates to say how people worship or how people what people wear to church or even wear outside of church to determine whether those people are saved or or not Mm -hmm. or for instance as you said you can't hang around with someone who doesn't go to church um, Mm -hmm. because they are not sanctified they're not saved and you miss out on so many life experiences and just Mm -hmm. understanding who people are you know Mm -hmm. and so therefore all of your views are based on stereotypes or what so and so say those people are like so Mm -hmm. you you don't you've never had a conversation with them you've never sat down and said hey tell me your story um you know what you know i'm saying it's and and so so you've got so you're in jamaica you've had that four years um there and then so so what happens next
1: yeah so um, so my four years um you know came to a, a halt, and i had to return to the virgin islands and i i, I was a little reluctant because um of the freedom that I actually found um mm-hmm. being in jamaica it was, mm-hmm. it was just freeing because I, I, I also, that's where I also got connected with, uh, uh, I worked with a performing arts theater there and mm-hmm. a lot of the, um, the leadership and people were on um, the performers. They attended a church in Jamaica that was, that was different from, from what I knew. I was even, I even mm-hmm. felt nervous going there because my, my, condi- my Christian conditioning had me like a little uncomfortable, like really? They mm-hmm. teach a little different here. They were a lot mm-hmm. more accepting, way more open-minded. And they had a different um, understanding of the scriptures. And, mm-hmm. and, and what I noticed that was different, though, was that they can clearly explain, um, you know, their understanding of the scriptures and everything that they taught. And any question mm-hmm. that you had, it was always welcome. It was not shut down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they had uh, backing for whatever, you know, they, they, um, they taught there. And I met the down the, the leader there, Reverend Sheila, amazing lady. And mm-hmm. you know, it was, that was I mean, I had questions about um, like, what about the people in China and India who like, you know, who are Hindus and Buddhists and stuff? Are they gonna go to hell? Is God gonna, um, you know, is God
2: mm-hmm.
1: like that, um, hard, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and like cold? That you know, mm-hmm. he, somebody <laughs> who's born in a different culture, not of their own doing. And and the whole different, yeah. like I couldn't wrap my mind around that kind of stuff. Even as a Christian coming up, and even at, and being involved in ministry, I had a mm-hmm. stronger compassion in my heart because I just couldn't see God doing that. And then they'll be like, mm-hmm. "Well, this God, He's sovereign and He does what He wants." And I'm like, it doesn't explain. It doesn't. I don't understand. But then being a part of um, the ministry in Jamaica, I used to visit them actually. Um, I got just a better understanding of it, and I realized that God is not out to to murder nobody because they of their, their their culture or their, or their exposure to spirituality mm-hmm. and okay. you know i came into the realization that god is you know people um re- re- different religions just a different expression um of god different um, um way that people try to find god and to come back to the virgin islands was a bit hard because i am now exposed to this i'm coming back to a traditional um christian church who is very dogmatic in their belief, mm-hmm. and it was a nightmare for me, a huge wow. nightmare for me coming back here. It, I literally, it was sleepless nights. I, I was stressed mm-hmm. out, <laughs> and, you know, and I tried to have com- have conversations with the pastor about this kind of stuff. And most times, he can't un- can't answer my questions. And even if he try, mm-hmm. he answers my questions. It is, um, you know, it is not enough. The answers that he's giving, you know, he has no proper basis um for his uh, so i'm one time in one of our conversations it i ended up walking right down to the meat and bones of it and he just said mm-hmm. well it's just a matter of believing
2: right
1: and i said to him then isn't believing what everybody else is doing in their culture and their religion so how who are mm-hmm. we to say that they are wrong if we're all just believing well, and he literally he literally <laughs> couldn't answer it he said it's just yes. a matter of faith we believe what we believe and then he said to me that if you as a minister of this church if you're not going to be believing wholeheartedly what we are believing then maybe you don't belong here Mm. wow
0: (laughs) I mean as you said that your welcome and your sense of acceptance in the community is contingent on the the kind of confidence that you have to believe something that you're not sure makes sense to you that's tragic isn't it
1: yeah and even one of his messages one of the times which i which i actually you know um confronted him about in one of his messages he said that if you Mm. are 25 or older and you're still questioning your faith then your priorities are out of whack Mm. and i asked him about that because i I, i sent him an email. Ask him a list of questions, you know, and he was actually offended at my questioning, and you know, oh. and he actually actually I called into a meeting because of my que- a meeting with church leaders, and I was I was um, <laughs> I, I was given a shellacking for because oh. I I questioned the pastor. They said, "How dare and they you?" Said, and that's exactly what they said. Who gave? Why do I feel like? I have the yeah. right to question the senior pastor in that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Goodness. that how did then i mean just as i'm just wondering as you're hearing someone say that to you it must it it i can't even i mean i can relate but i'm just trying to kind of almost taste the how like emotionally where that left you how how did that must feel must have felt quite exposed and quite vulnerable
1: oh man it was a very rough place because i yeah as, you know again i grew up in the church system you know mm-hmm. sheltered by it that's all i knew and yeah. so me having questions and coming into truth because i became i was i've been more interested in truth and i always pray this prayer was like God, i don't want to just um you know do what pe- everybody thinks is right i want to do what is truly right and what is truly true i want to be a part of that so give me truth and i guess i probably prayed for the wrong thing because i started to get through <laughs> and you know and, and as I'm coming into this I'm realizing that what is actually true might not be what I was taught and what I was told is the truth and that was extremely hard because I felt like I felt very isolated I felt like here I am, here I am just hanging out here swinging off on the edges and everybody who I know are my friends family everybody they're believing this and I felt like I was the only one but I and and it was it was that was my biggest fear was losing community, because mm-hmm. I felt like there is no way I can continue like this, mm-hmm. knowing what I'm knowing and learning what I'm learning, and but I did try to I tried to have meetings with you know the leadership mm-hmm. I tried to show them you know what what my findings mm-hmm. are but they they said they were open to the conversations but I was all, but my job was also getting threatened at the same time because I was told that you cannot believe that you cannot question these i'm like but i thought you said we're open to have these conversations like here i am having these conversations and no you're you i'm getting these threats on the side
0: wow and i think it's important that um the audience are aware because sometimes we presume that um you know the an experience like this is you know is the same anywhere in the world say for instance There are parts of the world where you know you could easily find another church that was a bit more open-minded or Mm -hmm. even if you ended up feeling like you got ousted from your community you could probably find alternative community fairly easily but where you are it's you know i mean it sounds like the church community was was quite tight-knit was quite established um and probably the, the views within different churches i mean if you you know what i mean being ousted from, from this church community would have been quite risky for you generally to be able to kind of navigate living in that space and that society. Would, would that be fair to say?
1: Yes, yes. And I mm. saw what happened to people who um, believed differently. I saw how they got blacklisted yeah. and I saw yeah. how they were treated. So because mm. you've seen that, you became very, very, very afraid. So, but lucky for me though, i've been on this mm-hmm. journey of my own self-discovery as well and okay. so i've had to learn how to overcome that fear okay. and how to become okay with people having their opinions and be okay mm-hmm. with even if it's a big group no matter how much power they think they have i'm the one who has mm-hmm. power over me i'm the one who has control over my life and yeah. they can they do they do not determine my you know my survival and my success that mm-hmm. i'll be fine and most of all in my relationship with God I Mm. knew that um, I knew I was connected with God Mm -hmm. and I knew that I was on the right path for me Mm -hmm. so I felt secure in that but uh, but before I I came into that security it was Mm -hmm. quite a few years of terror though Mm -hmm. quite a few years of terror literally between 2015 Mm -hmm. up to around 2018 crossing Mm -hmm. over 2019 was pretty turbulent
0: Wow. Yeah. Mm. It's um, amazing though, yeah. but yeah. Not just hearing this move, you had to go through that turbulence, that that sense of having to. Oh, it it almost sounds like you were wrestling free from a certain consciousness that was tormenting you. That like you said was a, a kind of a fear-based consciousness that mm-hmm. you know, that you know that initially brought you in and then now you're in this place where your fear is being used to prevent you from asking the questions that deeply at the root of your heart you're like i'm on this quest for truth why am i being blockaded or somehow being you know being prevented from authentically seeking the truth that i'm you know i'm trying to find here and then mm-hmm. you're it, it's creating and so and you as you said you're becoming deeply more confident and and understanding who you are and that's just and that that's helping you to overcome the fear i think that that's just so powerful man that's just amazing to hear yeah. okay so you got to 2019 so yeah so just tell us then like perhaps where that ended up, where you ended up on that spiritual journey as it relates to religion, what what sort of happened then?
1: Well, I definitely continued to work on me and work through all of it because um, what I didn't know, what what I didn't realize actually was that I was psychologically damaged (laughs) by the system Mm -hmm. Um, because, oh my goodness, you literally feel the fear all over your body. You feel all the emotions. And you feel the crippling fear and the anxiety just the whole just because you you're having a different thought is just different from and and is not is not only fear of what they thought, but because we was taught for so long that this is what God thinks. That's what messes with you. Because I was like, I was one wondering, you know, am I going off for real? Am I gonna going to be going, getting thrown into hell because of this? You know, so I had to actually, and even after I shifted my beliefs, for a while I still had to go through that fear because that fear became a part of me. That 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 you know that 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 mindset was so embedded that even after I shifted my beliefs, it for a while it's, I still felt the fear, and I had to remind myself, hey, that's not true. <laughs> that was never true. You know, you are free to think differently. God gave your mind to think differently. Mm-hmm. And, and and to explore and to grow. You know, and there's just so much more. God didn't stop um, speaking when the Bible, you know, got written and closed off. Mm-hmm. God is still speaking today, God is still moving today. We are the prophets of today.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that so powerful. So I mean, so how do you like what does your spiritual practice look like what what, um yeah how do you kind of i mean you've said a lot already that that relate that relays like the the very clear connection uh and reverence that you have for god and the the spirit Mm -hmm. and and so on but many people might be like okay but without without a religious construct and a and a set Mm -hmm. of dogma how, how how do you um, orient um, and almost structure your your spirituality, and there's no wrong or right answers. By the way, I'm mm-hmm. just exploring, I'm just wondering what your thoughts were on that.
1: No problem. Um, a matter of fact, I think I am way more um, connected to God now than before, because okay. now that the, those other voices are removed, now mm-hmm. I can hear God clearly, and I think that's wow. why God separated me in 2015 and dragged me out of there and threw me into mm-hmm. Jamaica where I did not go to church for like a year um, to really mm-hmm. just get to hear from God and God alone mm-hmm. yeah uh, Yeah. So it that, that, that's where that journey and I had to be I, to, I mean it was so a so painful journey I had to call, really call out to God and cry like every day um, mm-hmm. you know I remember at one point hearing in my spirit when I was so broken because I went through all kind of situations during that time mm-hmm. I was so broken at one point that i didn't even think i was gonna make it through and i remember just calling on god and just crying and i and and god just said to me because i was at, at the time i felt like a lot of people were failing me during that time and i felt like you know relationships I had tried had failed and all kind of stuff and i just remember hearing my spirit i was actually holding a picture of myself in my hand mm-hmm. as, a, as a as a kid um, and yeah. i was what, seven year old years old in this picture and I looked mm-hmm. at the picture, and all I heard in my spirit that like, you are the one that, that you're looking for.
2: Uh-uh.
1: And oh. I, and and then that's what, in that moment, I looked at that photo, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I mm-hmm. failed you. <laughs> all this time, everything that you you were searching for, your quest for God, your quest for people, trying to be accepted. Because a you know, um, quick backstory, my. I didn't know my father growing up. I didn't know my father until just about. I didn't meet him until about uh, five years ago, when I first met him. So that created a gap in my life, mm-hmm. and that you know that just created a whole mess in itself. And then my mom mm-hmm. and I did not have a good relationship. So you know, and and you know, and family members had all kind of terrible things to say. So it was just quite a mess. And mm-hmm. you know, I I I was looking for validation, looking for approval, looking for love, looking for acceptance. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment that, that a new journey began for me that I realized that I'm the person I'm looking for. And that's when I began to look inwards and begin to, mm-hmm. began to find peace. It wasn't a one-off thing. It was literally from that somewhere back in maybe 2016 or 17 or so when that part mm-hmm. happened. And then I, yeah. I began a new journey. Um, so I, I looked inwards. So my spiritual practice involves um, the very condemned yoga. <laughs> I, in the morning mm-hmm. I, I do some do um, yoga stretches, take care of my body, and then I yeah. sit and I, med- I meditate. Um, mm-hmm. In church we we're taught to talk to God, pray, 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 talk, 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 and most of what mm-hmm. we're talking is a bunch of tradition that we were talk, these highfalutin mm-hmm. prayers, Father God, in the mm-hmm. precious name of Jesus, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I come to thee today, you know, right. um, but I learned to really just be just raw before god yo god this is me mm. this, this is what's going on right but then How most far? of why do i hardly talk anymore i allow mm-hmm. god to talk See prayer is me talking mm-hmm. to god but meditation is god talking to me so yeah. i sit still and quiet yeah. and mm-hmm. just be in that moment and mm-hmm. i tune in spiritually and i literally without words feel the empowerment of god me and God mm. being one in that moment. Wow! So I I hardly even I can I, I hardly beg God for anything anymore. Like I it hardly yeah. ever happens because in the past it was just a bunch of begging. But no, it's like mm. me just tuning in and becoming one with God, and just mm. allow God to be to be in me, to be me, to be one with me, and to be here. Wow! And I just is... leave that moment. And just go and be
0: God in the earth Come on This is so yeah. good <laughs> This is so good And, you know, and Lana, my praise and worship a... side
1: Is like I'm just always mm-hmm. Thanking God I get up in the morning And I'm just thankful I'm thankful for everything that I have Because what, what, mm-hmm. what we what we focus on Is what, what we get So I didn't realize that Some of the prayers that we were taught In church was actually pushing us Away from our blessings because we're taught to, mm-hmm. like, beg, like, oh, God, poor me. When are you going to come true, Jesus? Uh, we're mm-hmm. so focused on what we don't have. But we're, we're yeah. grateful. And we say, I have so much. I have air in my lungs. I have a mm-hmm. working body. The sunshine shined today. I have, there's a roof mm-hmm. over my head. There's, I slept on a bed. You know, there's a, you know, there's a, it may not be as much money as I want in the bank account, but I got money there, right? And my needs mm-hmm. are being met. You know, I'm just, like, being thankful every day. And I realize that my life has really shifted. Lots of miracles are happening every day. I literally left that job at the church February 28th. And I haven't, um, you know, done any kind of significant, like, you know, work bringing incomes in then. And I'm provided for every day. And I'm very unbothered. I'm not even worried, not even for a second. Wow. I'm wow. not worried for a second. <laughs> And that's the level of faith that I've come into. And I feel so much more enriched, so much more connected to God. Just removing that whole idea that I have to beg God because I'm unworthy. No, I am worthy because I am one with God. And God is one with me. And we are one. And therefore, all the essence and the power and the riches that is in God is already in me. It has been there the whole time. And I just needed to tune in and connect with it and manifest
0: it in the earth. Ooh, you are teaching, preaching, you're doing everything, all the things. <laughs> I I would love for you to just talk a little bit about the community that you've been um trying to build around, um you know the these ideas and helping people to, you know just elevate their the vision, um, lift themselves up from the uh, the posture of of begging and pleading and starting to kind of walk in the dare I say the authority, dare I say the confidence, the spiritual confidence Mm -hmm. that they have access to. Yeah, just tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah, you know, um, along the journey where I thought I was alone and I thought Mm -hmm. it was just me because I had to walk through this whole period kind of by myself until I, but along the journey I ended up realizing that there were more people there. There were people who were already aware of this before me and I was able to get answers. And, but there were also people who are also feeling alone on this journey as well. And matter of fact, before I, I left that, that whole, you know, traditional church scene, um, quite a bit of the young people um, had left before me. And back then, I was one of them condemning them. Why are they leaving God? They're turning away to go into the world. You know, that's what I was taught. So that's what I did. Um, yeah. But I ended up realizing that they left but they're also looking to be spiritually grounded and spiritually connected and to be affirmed and to realize that they, they did not choose they're, they're not going they're not going astray they, mm-hmm. they just got tired of that whole system and the tradition and all the abuse that came with and here they are so here in, in the Virgin Islands um, uh, even before I left I always connected with the young people and I always heard their heart I tried to get mm-hmm. the church to, to start listening to the young people and hearing their heart you know hearing what's mm-hmm. going on with them um, had multiple meetings with church leadership. All those ideas yeah. were, were, were rejected um, because they were like, no, you teach them what to do. And I'm like, no, we got to listen to them. We got to hear yeah. their heart, hear what's going on with them. How else are we going to know yeah. if we don't listen? Um, so I've always done that, even when I was there. So, but, but now I'm walking in that freedom. Now where you know, I'm going to listen to young people, meet with them one-on-one in group settings. Mm-hmm. We started a Facebook group, a Spirit Elevate We Spirituality and Life group where young mm-hmm. from all over the island um, and, and all over actually because first it was like Oscar Island but then people from all over started joining and we do these yep. um, Zoom calls on Monday nights where you know where we we, we discuss different topics in a very open-minded accepting um, setting you know where you mm-hmm. can ask any question you can you know, share any view you're not going to be you know, condemned um, It's a space mm-hmm. where you can explore your spirituality and life yep. uh, and just just be you it's be you because my belief is that you don't tell people what to do you find out what they yeah. want to do and you help them to clarify yeah. that and, and and go for yeah. it yeah so that, that's yeah, the that's, kind of thing we're, yeah. we're, we're creating here you know in the online yeah. space actually
0: yeah what i just felt led to um to say if there is anyone you know listening in who you know just um likes the sound of this and would like to find out more you know of course i'm gonna place all the links to you know the social media and and the group itself if you are especially if you're based in the virgin islands but as you know as you said you don't have to be there's virtual meetups but if you feel like you're in an isolated place spiritually you feel like you've you know been shamed out of asking honest questions and you're looking for and you don't and by the way you don't have to even if you still identify as a christian or you identify whatever religion or you know spiritual practice that you have you'd be welcome to come along to those virtual meetings i'm in the group Uh, I came across Mm -hmm. um, the group previously and found it as a, a really beautiful, safe, sacred space. It's diverse. There's lots of people from different backgrounds, countries. Um, and I just believe in 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 the whole mission of it. And and I even feel led to say that if anybody wants to support the cause and maybe even just give uh, something, whether that's just financially towards it, feel free. I feel like you'd be, be to borrow a church phrase, you'd be sowing in good soil. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's just a great work that's needed to help to provide these kinds of spaces and places. Platforms, especially, um, you know, with the expansion and all the, the, the stuff that, um, you know, is going to happen in the future for Elevate We. Um, and mm-hmm. in fact, and then the last thing I want you to talk about as well, just because I feel like, you know, it's something that I was um, really encouraged to hear that you're doing. Just talk about some of the kind of the creative work that you're doing um, in terms of performing arts um, in the British, British Virgin Islands. Yes, um, the U.S. version of that is two different places. Sorry, U.S., yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'll... <laughs> Thank you, I stand corrected. If
1: people mix it up all the time, it's all good. Um, yeah. well, uh, so before I answer the question, I want to just say, you made a point a while ago that I um, uh, like what you said. Um, if you if somebody's, you know, trying to connect with us and they want to remain in their church, or, you know, um, we're not telling nobody to leave them church. Like, you can be in your church, uh, if you know, if that's what works for you. Um mm-hmm. the whole idea is that I started believing from a while back even when I was in church that Mm -hmm. you know we all just trying to connect to God um, wherever we are and so I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm not trying to tell nobody that they have it wrong or whatever just the whole idea that people think that their religion or their denomination is the exclusive one and the only one that that God sanctioned I think that's where the problem comes in yeah Yeah. so That's that's your way and then my way and then somebody else have their way and I believe that we're mm-hmm. just all trying to connect to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And about the theater. So, we, mm-hmm. um, so Elevate We. Um, elevate We basically, it's uh, you know a, a play in words, Elevate W I, which is our um, West Indies, because we're looking to really connect mm-hmm. all across the Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we is how we say us in the Caribbean. You know, we. Yeah, um, of so, that we have, so, Elevate We. Elevate Us. Elevate, elevate we, week, West yeah. Indies. Yes. Love it. Love uh, it. Yeah and we're passionate about people empowerment and um, one of those projects that we're working on right now um, to, to, uh, to manifest that is the theatre project where we recently um, got the opportunity to take over a theatre space that was in operation for um, over 30 years and they actually mm-hmm. closed down at the beginning of the pandemic and there were, you know, and so they became, they became a gap in the community. And the opportunity Mm -hmm. came for us to actually take over that space um, in association with another organization we came together and said we're going to renovate the space and we started the work then we started fundraisers and the idea is to create a space for young people to come in and express their talents and their gifts you know through dance Mm -hmm. drama acting music you name it you know quite an active um, performing arts space and we are mm-hmm. excited about that project. We, we, had, we had some setbacks mm-hmm. because uh, we wanted to be open already, but um, mm-hmm. we had to wait in some, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Being on the island, you know, things move slow sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're looking to be open by the end of the year. Just creating this mm-hmm. really exciting space for young people to express themselves. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, that's and I, I believe that's what God is all about. Mm-hmm. Us expressing, yeah. you know, when God created, um, you know, you, you know, and God created mm-hmm. me um we are mm. different we're two different individuals we have different likes yeah. and dislikes and whatever you know mm. whatever mm. our different gifts are and because god we are god expressed that's who we are mm. we're god yeah. expressed and so art art the different art forms i believe expresses god and i think you know even when i'm singing i feel so divinely connected and if mm. i'm depressed and i put my guitar up and something and singing it shifts because i feel that that's when i really tune into my god self and begin to express who God is. Yeah. So when God that's wanted good. to wanted to the world to experience um, God <laughs> in a different way, God chose you. God chose me. And whoever else is, "Listen, God chose you," in your unique way for expression. So we want to promote expression as much as possible, and all kinds of you know variety of expressions. So that's what we're about.
0: Wow. I. I will say on record, and we've had a private conversation about this. um, I've got an upcoming concert um, coming up at the end of the, towards the end of the year. It's gonna be on the 30th of October. And um, so I'll talk about that um, as well in future episodes. But um, what I would love to be able to do is uh, from from some of the funds that um, I raised to be able to make a donation towards this ongoing work, because I just believe it's uh, a beautiful expression, and it's and and one of the things that moves me so much is the way that you were hoping to expand the access um, socioeconomically, because there were some people that were, uh, for instance, just because of lack of funds, um, you know, or just the, maybe the social class from what from whence they came wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to go along to to this um you know this particular space but with the renovation work that your organization is doing it's gonna open that up open that up and i think that that's just so so beautiful and so much aligned with that sense of justice and giving people who were previously um had barriers because of whatever wherever they came from or not not, you know not having sufficient funds to be able Mm -hmm. to express themselves to release that that god um, that God's self, as you've been talking about, um, and yes. so they can express that divineness in them. And that's powerful. That is, that's yeah. ministry. That's that's, yeah, that's what we're here I, to do. I like do.
1: that you said that that's ministry because um, one of the things the church has left out is that Jesus mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. an activist for social justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. stood up for those who were undervalued and those who were outcast, And... Yeah and, and, and we need to ex- if, we, if we don't call ourselves Christians we need to get it right in some mm-hmm. embarrassing Jesus <laughs> because Jesus was all <laughs> about really helping people and you know and, and um, the group that actually ran that theater I mean they did a great job in the community over the 30 years but one of the, one of the downsides for them was that the, the programs um, w- was accessible mostly or sometimes even only to the to affluent people you know whether it's mm-hmm. um, non-blacks and those who had money and the, the programs were very expensive, so it was out of reach. And when and the few local black kids that ended up in the program, well, you know, they mm-hmm. well, came in through grants, and only a few of them got those grants. So, what we are pushing for is to really open the gates so that our local, um, you know, brown kids can come in and access this program and express their creativity and be all that they, they came to be because that's what's causing mm-hmm. some of the ills in our society here, uh, in our communities here our young people I think they're brilliant but they're expressing their brilliance in ways that are you know harming each other we want to get them to channel that into something powerful and something you know
0: more connected to who they are absolutely Lystra it has been a pleasure to have you here to sharing your Your fascinating stories. You just open up your heart, and I am sure if you would be happy to come back again, I think we could have much more conversations. Um, I I just feel I feel so. Encouraged and inspired by your passion, your love for young people, um, and your love to for the yeah for those who are disaffected for for different reasons, and your love for creativity and performing arts, man ah, I, it's been a, a really enriching conversation. And so, you know, is there any last you know parting words you wanted to leave with anybody? Just feel free to just shoot. Yeah,
1: um, I just want to encourage everyone just to. Always connect with who you are. Um, you know, I was asked a question some time ago. Um, you know, how do we fix the crime and violence in um, our communities? And I mm-hmm. said, you know, if um, we teach people who they are, mm-hmm. then they'll begin to operate as such. And mm-hmm. over the years, um, we focus on you know our preaching on our messages on who people are not. By saying mm-hmm. things like "you know, generation, generation of vipers and a bunch of wicked people," you know, um, and where we were preaching a self-fulfilling prophecy by by ne- by calling people all kind of nasty names from the pulpits, the pulpit, which mm-hmm. is such a, such a powerful place, especially in our Caribbean communities, um, mm-hmm. you know, we used it to you know to preach all kind of messages that that negatively um, affected the psyche of our people, and so in mm-hmm. on a in a subconscious way people began to think that they are bad and they're evil and they're horrible mm. and mm. the only way for them to change that is to join somebody's religion or whatever and sometimes people don't really want to join a religion, they don't really connect with it so they just stay mm. bad as you already declared them so I want to mm. encourage people to recognize that you are innately good yeah. you came out of it's God good. even the Bible says that God breathed into the, into that that, that um, pile of clay and it became a living mm. soul And my Mm. belief is that God breathed itself into Mm. who we are. And Mm. therefore, we are God here. And I think from that place, Mm. you can operate in true power in the earth. Because the Almighty that made the mountains, you look around and see the great oceans and the trees and and the sun and everything in creation, Mm. that Almighty is in you as you. Mm so therefore anything that's going on in your life it can shift because all that power is in you from day one it's been in you and I believe even when Jesus came on this evening uh, I believe mm-hmm. that Jesus came to help us to realize the power that is in us and realize yeah. who we are mm-hmm. and I
0: think that's, that's the redemption good. work that's yeah. so good thank you and we will be in touch be encouraged, bro.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Man, wasn't that amazing? I promise you all the podcast is getting better and better with every episode. Just subscribe, hey, you don't wanna miss a moment of this. Every two weeks on Fridays, you will get a dose of amazing. Listen, don't get left behind. Get raptured by the revolution, the black revolution. You're listening to Yoel Omowale.